you know more about what matters in your life because you listen to the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jenna Barr. 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Welcome to the Pensacola Expert Panel with Ruthie C. This half hour is presented by the Florida Department of Health in Escambia County, who is responsible for the information and opinions expressed during the show. Good morning. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. I'm Jenna Barr. If you have a question or a comment, feel free to text in 850-437-1620. It's time for an update with the health department. And to uh, kick off our week, it seems like that is our theme of this Monday morning, right, Marie? Just to stay healthy, get healthy, stay healthy. That sounds like a great theme for 2022, right? In life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to L- you, Let's too. kick off the show and go ahead and get um, some COVID updates maybe first. Oh, well, yeah, I guess we have to do that part, right? I figure it's, just rip that Band-Aid off, I right? Know, let's I know. do it. <laughs> so, so yes, we are, we are seeing COVID activity in the community. That's not really a surprise. Um, definitely still encouraging people to get vaccinated that um, or boosted. To, uh, to help with that prevention. And um, if you are sick, please stay home. Uh, there's opportunities to get tested in the community too if you, if you need to get tested. Um, and if you're feeling ba- Ill, badly or ill, I'm trying to combine words this morning, um, then you, know, it, you could use the, the test to help you possibly get some therapy. Um, but the bottom line is let's try to not share covid with each other so so staying home when you're sick is important as well uh testing and christine might jump in and help me too if i'm missing things i know we have um appointment-based testing at the health department you can access appointments by calling 850-595-6500 and choosing option six there is drive-through testing available um monday thursday friday saturday and sunday um on the the north side of Fairfield Drive, like across the street from where the health department is, there's a drive-through lot there, kind of behind the Waffle House. Um, and that is, uh, give me the times, Christy, because they vary a little bit. Yeah, so those times are 9 to 6, um, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., and that's at 3330 West Park Place. And like Marie said, that's right behind the Waffle House, opposite of the Fairfield um, Health Department location. And then it's also operating on Tuesdays um, from 9 to 6 at Murray K. Young Wedgwood Community Center. And that's 6405 Wagner Road in Pensacola. And then just one more thing about the hours. Uh, Sunday's schedule is 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. So that's the only one that's kind of differentiated in addition to Wednesdays being closed for drive through So it's operating six days a week um, at two locations. 9 to 6, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then 8 to 1 on Sunday. Yeah, and then Tuesday is the Wedgwood Community Center, Marie K. Young Wedgwood Community Center location. Um, and I know uh, Sacred Heart has a drive through testing this week, and I think they run 9 to 1. Yep, Monday through Friday, 9 to 1. Monday through Friday. Um, so that is this week for sure. Um, and then if 
occasionally there's other pop-ups um, in the community. I don't know of any right now. I know uh, Community Health operated one last week on Thursday at Brownsville. So, uh, and then there's pharmacies and doctor's offices that also, you know, offer testing as needed to their clients or patients. So, so that's testing. And I think I, I mentioned vaccination. We do offer walk-in vaccines at the health department Monday through Friday from eight eight to three thirty. Three thirty. Thank you. I was like, is it eight or eight <laughs> Um so all of that is, is kind of important. And again, just back to protect yourself from any and all winter type diseases that are going around by washing your hands, staying home if you're sick, covering your cough, uh, not with your hands, with a, a tissue or your elbow. And uh, I think that kind of covers, did, we, did I miss anything, Christine? Did we no, that's a good up? overview. Yeah. Good overview. More information at scambiahealth.com if you have any and, questions. Oh, and follow us there. on Twitter. At Healthiest Gambia. Healthiest Gambia. So um, I think we'll let James do a little talking. We've got a, a guest here today from our Environmental Health Division, um, James Breff, who's one of our environmental supervisors. And uh, there's a lot of things our Environmental Health Division does. So he's going to give us a, an overview of a couple of topics. And um, I'll just kind of let you go. We'll have a conversation and, sure. and kind of take it from there. Well, thank you for that, Marie. Um, this morning, I thought I'd just take a few minutes to talk about tanning bed safety. Uh, with the colder weather and cloudy skies, a lot of people may consider tanning beds to keep their summer look going. While tanning is inherently a dangerous activity, it can be made safer with proper knowledge. Uh, our department in environmental health, we, uh, we do inspections at the tanning facilities. And uh, some of the things that we're looking for when we go out is uh, we're checking for their safety equipment, uh, taking a look at their eyewear, uh, their uh, SPF that they have available to make sure that uh, any reduction in UV exposure that uh, can be had is had. Uh, we also check their sanitizers to ensure that they're keeping the beds and reusable goggles safe and clean in between uh, uses. We check for safety signage, ensuring that they have uh, warnings about the dangers of UV exposure, pro uh, proper precautions, um, photo-sensitive uh, medications and things like that, all available to uh, clients that are coming in. Uh, when we're there, we're also checking for their uh, the condition of the uh, beds and the booths, uh, making sure that they're in good shape, they're using the correct lamps, things like that, and that uh, they're not exceeding safe temperatures of 100 degrees. Um, we're also making sure that their timers are running for the intended amount of time and that they have emergency stops in place. Um, our department does our best to ensure that tanning beds are as safe as possible, uh, but we only get to see them during the inspections when we're out there about once a year. Um, so it's essential that patrons are knowledgeable about the steps that can be taken to safeguard your own health. Uh, while the best tanning bed advice is to avoid them completely, if you do decide to go out there, uh, there are some things that you can keep in mind. Uh, the less exposure that you have is the best, so keep your trip short and infrequent. Even though the rule is no more than once every 24 hours, there is, uh, this is still far too often. Uh, when you are there, you can ensure that you're wearing approved tanning goggles, a high SPF lip balm, and appropriate tanning lotions. Uh, Covering or using a higher SPF may be needed on sensitive areas. Uh, before you do tan, uh, check your bed. Make sure that there's no signs of excessive wear, breakage, malfunctioning bulbs. Uh, any of these things can be an indication that you may experience a higher dose of UV radiation than intended. 
Uh, tanning beds and booths are required to have an emergency stop feature. So when you do visit, prior to beginning your session, it's a good idea to familiarize yourself with the bed and ensure that you do know how to use this just in case something happens. Um, you never want to wear makeup, jewelry, or accelerants while tanning. And if you are taking any medications, ensure that they're not listed as photosensitive drugs. Uh, these medications can have an adverse reaction to excessive UV exposure. Uh, a list of these medications can be found on the floridahealth.gov uh, website under the tanning facilities page. Uh, again, I want to reiterate, uh, no amount of tanning booth exposure is completely safe, uh, but following these tips can help to reduce harm. So, so yeah, so with tanning, you know, there's, from, from James's perspective in environmental health, there's a couple of different risks. One is the risk of UV exposure and the skin cancer risk that comes with that. And, and you hear us talk about that when it comes to sun exposure as well and sunscreen and things like that. But, but then there's the whole kind of sanitation and safety part of that as well. So that's definitely a concern um, that, that kind of the things that James went over um, to, to try to prevent those kind of things. So, so generally, again, when, if, I, if I were to go into a tanning booth or tanning salon, what, what should I be looking for mentally? So if you do myself. decide to go out and, and partake in some tanning, uh, a couple of things you can do is one, uh, make sure you speak with the staff. Uh, make sure you understand their procedures. Make sure you understand how the beds work. Um, just make sure you have a good knowledge before you go in and actually start. Um, different salons have different protocols and things work differently. Um, so familiarizing yourself is, is an important step in making sure you stay, stay safe and healthy. Um, when you do actually get in there, um, uh, a lot of these uh, tanning booths, they have uh, digital panels on them. Um, so taking a look at it, making sure that you do know where the stop feature is, making sure that the timer is set for what you requested it to be set for, um, making sure that the acrylic is in good shape and not overly worn out. Uh, a lot of times you'll see the, uh, the s safety precautions right there on the bed. It's a good idea to take a quick look at that before you start tanning um, because not all beds are the same. So just uh, making sure you have that, that base knowledge is, is a good step. Um, when the bed does turn on before actually starting to get into it, uh, just take a quick look wearing the goggles uh, at the, the lamps to make sure that they look the way they should, that no lamps are out or they look overly bright or discolored. Um, those can be indications that it may be the wrong type of lamp in the bed. So, so yeah, those are all really good tips um, that, that I personally won't ever use because <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I don't plan to go to a tanning parlor. But, um, but uh, yeah, you know, definitely concerned about your, your safety and personal sanitation and things like that when it comes to that. And then, again, th that risk of exposure that, that can lead to skin cancer is, is another big concern that we kind of try to uh, discourage or avoid um, as much as possible so absolutely we, we again we always recommend avoiding tanning beds and booths but we know people are going to do it so um, given the tips and the information to help make sure that they can stay as safe as possible if they do decide to engage in that activity um, that, that's what we're going for Plus, there's other options, too. You know, I mean, coming from uh, back when uh, tanning beds were really starting to uh, make their debut and become really popular when I was in high school, I definitely did my tanning. It was like what everybody did. If you weren't orange, you weren't cool. And so now there's other options, and I'm teasing, of course. There's other options, though. There's spray tans. You can get over-the-counter really nice, like, uh, foam tans and things like that that look natural a lot of technology and and things have developed so maybe steer towards 
doing something a little bit healthier and people will do it and say, Oh, I'm doing it to prepare to go outside in the sun. But really you you can just prepare by doing sunscreen. Absolutely. I, right? I completely agree with that. Okay. Just that was Jenna Barr's little two cents for <laughs> take it from me. Don't go back to the tanning. I haven't been to one in, I can't even tell you how long uh, this it's just, better to avoid i don't even do the rub on tan that i just told you to do <laughs> instead i just go with the seasons in the summer i get a little darker and in the winter we get a little lighter right we Nothing just go with, with it that. exactly all right james what else do we have um one other thing i wanted to touch on is uh, it's an important eh topic um is rabies exposures um this is one one area that our office focuses on pretty heavily um it uh, it takes up a good amount of time in our office, and I just wanted to put some information out that may help to avoid um, exposures and also kind of inform what to do in case an exposure does occur. Um, so first off, rabies is a, it's a deadly virus uh, that can be prevented, but it cannot be cured. Um, it is endemic, uh, which means that it's always around. Um, so while we do put out occasional uh, notices when when we have a, a positive exposure or a, a, an increased concern. Um, it's important to note that just because an advisory is not active, uh, that doesn't mean that rabies isn't isn't a concern. It is always in our area. Um, you can protect yourself and your family by vaccinating your pets, uh, avoid feeding and interacting with wildlife and strays, and call your local health department, uh, us, if you have been bitten or scratched. Uh, another important note is any form of contact with a bat could be a rabies exposure. Uh, bats are a little bit uh, higher increase for rabies transmission um, because a lot of times if you do get exposed by them, you may not even know it. Um, if you do have an exposure, you can call our office and we're always happy to help. Um, our environmental health office can be contacted at 850-595-6700 if you do have any questions. Um, you want some guidance around a rabies exposure or a potential exposure, um, or if you need to report one. So, and, and you hear us frequently, well, maybe not frequently, but at least once a year, we put out information on rabies through our uh, communications office, just trying to educate people. And occasionally we'll run um, campaigns in our marketing department. Uh, so you'll sometimes see billboards and things like that. Um, and, and that's kind of one of those things that I think James was talking about is, um, with animals, you know, protect yourself and protect your pets by keeping them vaccinated. But there's a lot of animals in our community that are really cute. And some of them that are not cute, but maybe they're so ugly that they're cute. I'm looking at Jenna. She's like, really cute. But there are. There, there's, and, and you might want to go, you know, interact with them. And you really just don't need to. <laughs> no, don't do just, it. If just it's not kidding. your animal and, no. you know, you take care of your animal and keep it vaccinated so you know it's okay. Right. Um, just don't don't go near other animals. Um, we've had stories of um, kids playing with bats, for example. And, <gasps> no. And uh, yeah. What? And uh, and and you may not even know that you've been bitten by a bat because their bites are kind of anesthetic in a way. So um, so encourage your kids if you have kids or grandkids to please don't go near a bat if you think it's cute or not <laughs> to leave it alone if you think it's sick or it needs a drink of water leave it alone um you know don't call play with the bats call a professional uh same thing with raccoons and um feral cats and you know dogs too that are not yours that are you know maybe stray but um but that's kind of one of the things that we hear frequently is 
you know, somebody thinking an animal is cute or injured and needs to take care of it and um, get exposed to rabies that way. So if it's not your animal, please don't touch it. So, Yeah. Well, I will say I am definitely guilty for picking up dogs on the side of the road. I see them. I find them all the time on Burgess. I'm like, why? What is this? It's like Animal Central there in East Hill. I'm like, all right, just get in the car. Come on. Let's go find your mom. And I drive around and go try to find the owners and knock on every door. But yeah, sometimes too, I notice how the dog's behavior is before they get in. And then also, um, like with your kids playing with random dogs too that i would be most cautious i feel like with adults you know if we had to go through all the precautions if we were bit by by a stray or a cat or something scratched you know we can go through it but i I had a daughter who was bit by a a random dog and she had to stay in the hospital and we had to find we had to hunt the dog down and because the person fled with the dog so it's better and if it if you do have a dog like that who's a little bit more aggressive too like you know obviously but I was like, please, I just don't want to go through that rabies treatment, you know? And I'll tell you, it's it's just better to be on the safe side. Definitely. <clears throat> so if it's not your animal, please just stay away from it. Yeah, don't play with bats. Please don't do that. That's, <laughs> James, I don't even know why that's uh, like a precaution, but okay. Like, why do we have to it, tell it, people that? It, it happens so more than you might think. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is too, too crazy. And, and again, another comment James made about calling a professional, that, that's important, especially if you do have a problem with bats or raccoons or, or particular animals that are higher risk animals or any animals, um, getting them removed appropriately by a professional is important. And, and bats are, they're kind of protected certain yes. times of the year. So but Yeah, bats are a protected species. There's only actually specific months that they can be removed without a special permit from FWC. Um, and if you violate those, it, it could get you in trouble. So uh, especially with bats, it's, it's important to make sure that you are contacting a professional because um, even during the months when they can be removed, there's very specific rules on how it has to be done. Um, so making sure the people that know all those rules uh, are the ones doing it is the best way to keep safe and keep out of trouble. Yeah, because, I mean, we don't mean to make bats villains by talking about rabies and bats because they do yeah. good things for us, too, like eat yes. mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, again, just be cautious and contact a professional for that. Okay, very good. It's about 10.55 here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. If you have a question, please feel free to text it in, 850-437-1620. Somebody was asking if you could please repeat, uh, Christine, the times when it came to uh, testing. I know that right now, um, and uh, another question, is testing only limited for people with symptoms? Yeah, so um, the COVID testing that we have at the health department, that is by appointment only, and that is for people experiencing symptoms. So if you call 850-595-6500, option six, again, that's by appointment only, but that is offered Monday through Friday, 830 to four by appointment. We also um, resumed our resumed our drive-through testing, uh, COVID-19 testing, and that is open to all persons. So um, the hours for that, um, Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at 3330 West Park Place, Pensacola. Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at uh, the Marie K. Young Wedgwood Community Center. That's at 6405 Wagner Road in Pensacola. And then Sunday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., 
um, at 3330 West Park Place, Pensacola. And all of that information is available on our website at escambiahealth.com. Um, if you have questions about the schedule, um, I know the hours kind of vary day to day. So that's the best place to go for that information. I'll go ahead and add that link to um, the podcast as well for anybody who's asking those questions. Uh, the podcast will be available uh, at 1101 uh, after the Pensacola Expert Panel. That way you can go ahead and click. And, and uh, you said you mentioned it was a drive-through testing. Yeah. Okay. And another That's thing to excellent. note about that drive-through testing is since it is outside, it is pending inclement weather. So if sure. we're expecting a storm or something, uh, hard rain that day, it will likely be closed. So okay. just be on the look out for that um, and again our website has all that information escambiahealth.com okay very good thank you for that just mm -hmm. wanted to go ahead and clarify any last couple of things as we wind down in this last moment so uh, just to kind of follow up with what Christine was saying if you follow us on Twitter at Healthy Escambia um, we do push out information like if the testing center had to close because a storm comes through or something like that so we try to keep that um, information updated um, kind of real time there and um, it's not too late to get your flu shot we didn't talk about that at the beginning but that's always a good uh, thing to be thinking about this time of year um, we're heading into the peak of flu season for our area and um, if you, you can get a flu shot you can help protect yourself a little bit from um, from flu and you can find vaccines at vaccinefinder.org or you can go to Flu Free Florida. I should make there Christine say that. She yeah. does it so much better. <laughs> Flufreeflorida.com or vaccinefinder.org. And and find information on flu, flu prevention, and where to get flu vaccine. So all of those things hopefully will be helpful as well. Okay, I'll go ahead and add the flufreeflorida.com link right <laughs> you there. You did that really well. Yeah, that you did say that. You didn't even have a, a head bob. You <laughs> just went through it. <laughs> head bob. That's how you have to do it, right? That's how we do it, yeah. You never know with all those Fs what could happen, right? So, uh, yes, uh, we'll have all this podcasted for you. If you have those questions, what it, whether it comes to drive up testing or vaccines, please go online. Pensacola Expert Panel Podcast at newsradio923.com. Um, and of course, thank you so much for coming in. James, thank you for bringing all this information and reminding us. Stay out of those standing beds right right that's absolutely. right and uh christina marie thank you again happy new year happy new year have a great january thank you so much we will get an update with y'all next month hey we've got garden line coming up tomorrow morning on the pensacola expert panel at 9 a.m y'all have a great day news talk traffic and weather news radio 92.3